Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just fuck yes, let's go. Socks, that's that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in house in the central division. That's right. I'm a meatball. You got to bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome in to another edition of the Sox on Tap postgame show. It's Tony Marchese. Tonight, I am joined by my guy, Southside Clown Show at NWI Steve. He says it's still over. He might be right. The White Sox lost tonight, but I'm going to challenge him on that. Because I don't think it's still over. And if you've listened to the show before, you know that's exactly what I'm going to do. It's another edition of the Socks on Tap postgame show here. Be sure you are following us at Socks on Tap on Twitter, at On Tap Sportsnet on the YouTube. Get in the comments. Come talk to us on the postgame show. You can follow Steve at NWI underscore Steve, myself at Tony on Tap. I'm still so surprised that Steve has not changed the it's still over. But we've got to talk about a loss tonight. The last two days were fun. Tonight, not so much. Steve, how you doing, my friend? Hey, yo, Anthony. I am doing all right. It's it's hard not to say that it's hashtag still over because they lost ground tonight. They did. They did lose some ground tonight. Because... The Cleveland Guardians. I love that. love that this this podcast just helps your narrative just a little bit more. It's not about wanting to help a narrative. I don't want the narrative. I I would love for the narrative to die, but that would require our beloved White Sox to go out there and score some runs with more consistency. Because unfortunately, that didn't happen tonight. It it did not. And you know what, Steve? There's plenty to pick apart. In tonight's ball game, there's plenty to pick apart. There were some there were some missed opportunities. There were some times where things that should have gotten done did not get done, and we'll talk about all of that as we break down this ball game. So let's jump right in, man. Let's jump right in. Michael Kopech on the mound tonight for the Chicago White Sox, coming off of a very impressive outing. His last trip to the mound. Six innings of no-hit baseball. Pulled after 85 pitches. Michael Kopech enters this ball game against the Houston Astros. In what would you consider this going into it? A must-win ball game? I mean, Minnesota won this morning. Cleveland was, was down for most of this, but was able to pull it out. We want to talk about the standings. We want to talk about where we're at. Was this a must-win ball game for you, Steve? I mean, we're getting closer and closer to the point where they're almost all becoming must-wins. It's difficult to say in a situation where when you take the field, you're a game out of first, 
to categorize it as a must win, knowing that you've got 40 plus left on the schedule. But wins are precious at this point here. The calendar is not your friend. You know, you don't have months and months that you can go and make up games. You know, um, if a certain, you know, geriatric manager hadn't decided to give away a bunch of games in April and May with his bullshit fucking lineups, maybe we wouldn't be in this situation. But that's not why you called. Maybe it was, Steve. Maybe that was why I called. It was a very direct comment from from my guy Steven over here. And we'll we'll go we'll we'll go down that path at some point. I'm sure we will. We'll have we'll have words. Maybe they'll be on air, maybe they won't. We'll figure that one out later. But uh Steven, I, I love the fact that you said that this wasn't a must-win ball game because they got 40 games left. But you also qualified that with a, a little bit of they uh the, the calendar is getting short here. And you look at the rest of the division. The White Sox had an opportunity a week ago, and I think that what you're trying to get to here is the Sox had enough opportunities to win ball games to not be in this position right now. And uh, had they been a little bit more opportunistic and maybe won a couple two-tree ball games along the way, this wouldn't hurt as much as it does. So I'd, say speak, it's a, I mean, I'd say that's a pretty fair assessment. I mean, there have been plenty of games, obviously, leading up to this point that they gave away that were winnable baseball games. That, coupled with just the general inconsistent performance out of this team for the overwhelming majority of the season, is a byproduct of why they are where they are. So they're going to open up play tomorrow at 1 p.m. on the corner of 35th and Shields, two games out of first. It's yeah, not an awful. It's not an awful position, you know. When if you look at it, um, you know, I think I saw a, a stat coming into today. Since July first, they're like twenty six and seventeen, and you know they actually have one of the better records in the entire American League over the course of that time frame, which is odd because it just doesn't feel like that. Living and, and dying and watching this thing on a night in and night out basis. But the numbers are what they are. And if you compare it, you know, kind of relative to the rest of the division at that point, I mean, the Twins are below 500, um, you know, during that stretch. And so, you know, this season, it's been so mentally taxing for a number of, of different reasons. And, you know, we, we've still got about a quarter of this thing left to go. Hey, mentally taxing is, uh, you know, just also – uh, different words for it's been a movie, right? Like that's that's how I am choosing to look at this. You might not be, and those listeners might not be, but I think that this has been an interesting movie to watch uh, over the course of this season. Obviously, the White Sox fall in this one, Steve. Kopech, uh does get into some trouble early on in this ball game. In the first inning, does surrender a run. Jose Altuve just running all over the White Sox defense. That's not shit that you like to see. I wouldn't even say that was running all over the White Sox defense. I would say more specifically he was running all over Michael Kopech. This is one of the things that I tweeted out as this sequence was kind of unfolding. He's what we like to refer to at uh, South Suburban College under the guidance of the immortal Steven Ruzic as a one-look Charlie. He'd go give him a cursory look over there, and then Altuve just goes and takes off. Now, 
when he stole second base there, there was, you know, a, a real chance that if Kopech makes um, a better throw that they might've gotten Altuve in that particular spot. And the complexion of the inning is entirely different at that point. But then once he's in that position on second base, right, you do the same thing again. He just goes, gives him one look back and then Altuve is off to the races, the very next pitch. So there was obviously something in the scouting report that they saw from the outing that he had against them down in Houston on Father's Day. And they decided to take advantage of that right out of the shoot. And unfortunately, it led to a run and put the Sox in an early deficit. And that one proves to be costly, Steve. Um, you know, I, I don't want to spend too much time here, but uh, that one does prove to be really costly because if we fast forward just a little bit, Sox and the Astros both trade a two spot in the fourth inning. Um, and it was a good response from the White Sox offense, I thought at least. Good response to go back there when you're down 3-0 and, and put up two. But the same storylines that we've seen with this team throughout this entire season, too late, too short, not being able to capitalize with runners in scoring position, not being able to capitalize on good plate approaches, not being able to capitalize on opportunities where you can either tie a ball game or put it out of reach were a plenty from the fourth onward throughout tonight. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. And I think in that fourth inning in particular, you know, obviously Yohan Mankata hits the double down the line to get the socks on the board because Yono's clutch, as we've been talking about here over the course of the last couple of days. And then you get a, um, you know, a Yasmani Grandal walk after that. So you get the bases loaded and nobody out in a situation here where, it's a three to one game. You got a chance to break the game open potentially. And the only other run you score then is a result of a Josh Harrison ground into a double play. The biggest issue with this team is seemingly all year. And we've talked about this. I can't even fathom how many times at this point is they just hit the ball on the ground too damn much. They don't elevate the baseball. This is where they've gotten themselves into problems. Why? You can have the fourth highest team batting average in the league and be near the bottom of the league and run scored because you hit the ball on the ground too much and you are too reliant on stringing together four and five singles in an inning to plate runs. If they did that thing where they hit the ball over that fencing that is set up prior to the game, those result in instant runs. The strategy has worked before. When they do that, they usually win baseball games. I would like to see them try that. They've played three games in this series and they have not hit a home run yet. I would like to see that change. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they change the approach tomorrow, Steve. Uh, but uh, there's not a lot of confidence, at least from Tony on tap, that uh, the White Sox will hit the ball over the fence. I mean, I I'm just looking at this on paper. It's been a couple of days. Maybe you get one tomorrow. Would have liked to have seen at least one tonight. I think it would have just absolutely changed the complexion of the ball game uh, had the White Sox been able to leave the yard in a couple of different situations tonight. 
But overall, I think you're you're hitting on something here that's been hotly contested on the interwebs today. And that is the fact that the White Sox seemingly can't hit a home run when it matters. It is a very frustrating situation to think about. Here we are on August 17th, and Jose Abreu leads the team in home runs with 14. They just went over the century mark in home runs as a team a couple days ago. I've said this a number of times this year. I'm old enough to remember when I was growing up, when I was in my youth, in my teens, early 20s, when the Sox were too reliant on the home run. They hit too many home runs that year. They won the World Series. You know, They need more small ball. You're getting all your small ball fixed now. All you people that love your 1950s and 1960s style baseball, you know, with your little slappy fleas that Earl Weaver used to call them. Guess what? That's not how you win baseball games in 2022. You win with fucking dingers. Hit some more of them. Well, and that's the sad Steve hour that we've got here at uh, Sox on Tap. Um, You know, Steve, I do agree with you on a couple of different things. They need to be able to leave the yard. I think if – I'm Jerry Reinsdorf. I'm asking Roger Bossard to move the fences in next year. We're doing some grand remodeling. I don't want any more warning track fly balls. I want those barrel alerts to always be home runs in my stadium, especially when you've got guys like Andrew Vaughn just with some warning track power, just just short. You got to make that Yasmani Grandal contract look great. So you want to you want to revive Yasmani Grandal? Bring those fences ten feet in. Something like that might be what the White Sox need to do, at least in my opinion here, to appease you, but also to appease me because you know I love fireworks. I want to see fireworks on the south side of Chicago every single time I attend a White Sox game. So, what do we got to do here, Steve, to get the ball over the fence to make both of us happy? That is a question that I unfortunately am not qualified to answer at this point. I've gotten closer and closer to the point and I'm normally not a big fire the hitting coach guy. We talked about this, you know, maybe about maybe about a week or so ago. There has to be some sort of a disconnect between the information that is being presented to the players and what is being articulated to them in the dugout something's just not adding up at this point here. Um, I don't know if there is some philosophical shift that has taken place where maybe the swing paths are being altered. Maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't begin to speculate on that right now. But, you know, the Chicago White Sox are, you know, near the bottom of the league in home runs, playing at, at Sox Park at the corner of 35th and Shields. That shouldn't be happening. You know, if this was something that was happening in 2013, 2014, um, 2017, 2018, when you're going through these rebuild phases, okay, fine. But in the heart of your competitive window, this team should be hitting the ball out of the ballpark with great regularity. And it's not happening. And it's really a mystifying question that none of us can – really get the answer to, but it's just ungodly annoying. It absolutely is. And Steve, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I don't want to sit here and beat a dead horse. 
we we have to figure out a way to get Jerry to spend more money on fireworks and make you happy because ball go far, team go far. You've Not been only saying that, it. you've but, been saying it for a while. But as as our loyal listeners know, as our loyal listeners know, I love spending Jerry Reinsdorf's money. There's nothing in this world I want to do more than spend Jerry Reinsdorf's money so that you know a couple two tree fewer thousand dollar bills wind up in his coffin when that time comes well and and here we are just discussing that away uh you know there's one other thing i want to get to from this ball game steve obviously socks pull up short one other thing i want to get to the bullpen today joe kelly jake diekman reynaldo lopez worked this thing pretty damn well you can't complain at all about the pitching and the performance that they have given this team through the first three games of this series against the best team in the American League. They held their three runs again tonight. They have absolutely gone out there and done their job and put this team in a position to put another notch in that left-hand column. And we have talked about this at length. We both like adding on into that left-hand column. So the bullpen did a a marvelous job again here this evening, following up on what we've seen the first two games of this series. Um, you know, you just, you can't be anything but impressed with what they've done against a, still a very potent and still very talented Houston Astros lineup, despite the fact that you don't have Michael Brantley any longer. But, you know, they lose him. They insert Trey Mancini into this thing. He's a guy that's got some some power. Um You've held your Don Alvarez in check to this point. You've held Alex Bregman in check. Um, the only home run that we've seen in this entire series was from Jose Altuve. That's it. You've done the job in terms of a run prevention aspect of things here. You know, in the first two games, you got the timely hit when you needed it. Tonight, they had the opportunities to get them again and ultimately win another baseball game. You got to give some credit to Framber Valdez. He did a, a really nice job. And then that Astros bullpen, you know, their guys went out there and they threw the ball well here tonight and they wiggled out of some jams. Sometimes you just get got in a game. It's extremely frustrating to watch knowing that you had opportunities to add on runs and eventually take a lead and possibly win a baseball game here. But that's going to happen from time to time. So I'm less mad about this game tonight than some of the other ones that we have seen over the course of the last two or three weeks. Steve, I love that you said that because I'm, I'm right there with you on this. And I think that most white Sox fans should be. Yes. This is a frustrating time because you look at what happened in the AL central today. You see that you lost ground. It's easy to get upset. But the fact that you do just get got sometimes, I think, the Astros are a pretty damn good baseball team. They can do that to you. This was a close game. It wasn't like you got absolutely blown out. If we were sitting here tonight, Steve, and this was an 8 nothing ball game, and Houston kicked our teeth in, I think you and I would have the right to come on here and be hashtag mad online about a lot of things. And we're still sitting here picking apart some of the things that didn't go right for this White Sox club today. But Houston executed. The bullpen executed. 
when they needed to. That's not to say the Sox bullpen didn't. One swing of the bat would have changed the trajectory well, it, of this and, game. And if you th- if you think about it, the difference of this game ultimately came down to Michael Kopech making a quality pitch and Chaz McCormick literally lunging his bat out on a pitch outside of the strike zone and finding a hole. That was literally the difference in this baseball game tonight. That and and Framber Valdez and a couple of other guys making a couple of quality pitches to get out of jams when the Sox had opportunities. So they were right there yes. in a position to win, to win this game. So, um, again, frustrating, irritating, whatever word you want to use. Yeah, I get it. But it's they've played this team very tough all season. Aside from that first game down in Houston when Lucas Giolito got his fucking brains beat in, outside of that, they've played with these guys all year. I, I would say that's an encouraging sign, Steve. I, I really would, and I, I don't want to understate that enough. I truly believe that that is an encouraging sign of growth from this team comparative to last year. I know that's not what people want to hear. You want to be in first place right now. If the playoffs started tomorrow, Sox aren't in it. But I will say, Sox have played higher quality opponents better this year than in years past. And I think that that's just a sign of growth. And I want to comment on it. I'm curious as to what you have to say. You know, it's it's interesting. I actually did a little bit of research into some stuff this morning when I was having my coffee. Um, they're actually, they yes, they've played a little bit better against higher quality opponents this year. They're 51 and 54 against teams not based in the city of Detroit this season. So that's, you know, three games under 500. And you, you look at it, you're seven and eight against Kansas city. I mean, so don't get me started on the Kansas city. I, I, I know like that, like that's the shit that, that those losses last week, those were irritating. Okay. I can live with this one tonight. Those ones last week, those were the things that got me all hot and bothered. Okay. But, you know, they, they've largely, they've done all right. You know, they were two and four against Toronto. They went four and two against Boston, four and two against Tampa, three and four against the Yankees. Um, you know, one and two against the Dodgers when, you know, they should have gone two and one if some moron didn't intentionally walk a guy with two strikes. Um, but, um, anyways, um, so they've, they've done better, you know, versus, what last year, especially, I mean, that, that was kind of the thing was, you know, they're nothing but a bunch of bump slayers. So they've, they've kind of risen to the occasion a little bit more this year. Obviously there is still room for growth that is needed with this team. If they are going to get to that next level, ultimately. Hey, you have to bump slay and you have to play up to the level of your opponent. Just waiting for this team to put the full package together. But Steve, I do think the energy around this team, the feeling around it in the ballpark, you were there yesterday, I was there on Monday. Uh, There's just definitely a different feeling than we had earlier this season. It's good to see. It's good to see people having fun. I think this was a highly competitive ball game. And the Sox have a chance to come out there tomorrow and take this series 3-1. to I mean, that's 
more than you can ask for, I think, as a White Sox fan uh, than when you were heading into this because I don't think either you nor I would have said that was possible. No, I, I think you're I think you're spot on in that assessment, Anthony. I think most of us looked at it as okay, if you find a way to get two and and split this thing, you'll be happy. You go out, you take these first two games of the series and come from behind fashion. Very exciting. I mean, you you were there Monday. I was there last night. There was a vibe in the ballpark last night that was very akin to the first half of 2021 and all the positivity that was surrounding this team. What's going to be fascinating though, is, you know, you have your five game winning streak snapped and everyone was talking about the comments from John Cueto kind of getting everybody riled up and, and getting guys to play with a higher level of intensity. Now they have this first loss after this winning streak, I know they lost the game immediately that following day in Kansas city, but you know, day game after a night game, sometimes there can be a little bit of a lag before things kind of kick in. So how they respond tomorrow, I think is going to be very interesting. Um, if they come out and if they can play a clean, crisp baseball game and find a way to win a series against the best team in the American league, that's going to say a lot about this group. We haven't seen long sustained periods of quality play from them. So now you have a five game winning streak that comes to an end. What is going to follow? So I'm very fascinated to see this game tomorrow. See day game, Lucas Giolito and that whole experience. Um, So I think it would really behoove the offense if they uh, got the ball in the air a little bit more tomorrow here. Are you once again asking them to deploy a certain strategy? I am 100% asking the White Sox to deploy the multi-home run strategy. And you know what? I'll I'll even settle for this. If you're not going to deploy the multi-home run strategy, deploy the multi-run homer strategy. I like that. And I see that you may or may not be sporting a Ghostbusters shirt tonight, Stephen. Uh, it, it feels almost right. We might need to uh, get some sort of shirt that says, you know, the the, the Frank Menachino fuck the home run with that same sort of outline around it that uh, that that kind of cancels that out. As I've said. My hitting philosophy is fuck 300, hit the homer. I'm waiting for Rick Hahn to call you up and say, Steve, you are now in charge of the White Sox hitters so that you can instill that strategy for them. I'm, I Listen, I, I don't want to be the guy to instill it. I would gladly go and I would pluck someone from the Dodgers or from the Astros, someone that can actually convey the messaging appropriately and knows how to break down a swing far better. Selling yourself short. Selling I, yourself short here. I, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a big I'm a big picture. I'm I'm a I'm a macro guy, not so much on the micro level. So I would definitely I would go and I would get someone in to focus more on the macro level. Well, there you have it. Steve just turned down the White Sox hitting coach job, and we are off into tomorrow. Steve, we got another ball game. One o'clock, Houston Astros finale of this absolutely wonderful series. It's been fantastic baseball to watch, just in at least my opinion. 
this entire series with the Astros. Been some of the funnest stuff that I've watched all year from this White Sox ball club. Let me know what we've got on tap. Well, we got Lucas Giolito on the mound. A lot has been made about his issues pitching day games for the last couple, two, three years. Well, Lucas, I hope you're getting your rest tonight because as uh, Stephen Stone and Jason Benetti would say, it's going to be a short turnaround. So I don't want to hear any fucking excuses. I don't want to see any pouting out there. Go out there, be aggressive, get after these guys right away. What happened first hitter of the game today? Michael Kopech, four-pitch walk. Jose Altuve comes around to score. You cannot do that against this team. So Giolito, whatever pitch mix you're, you're going to use, you know, he, he was utilizing um, change up a little bit more in, the, in that last outing to kind of get the game started and then started working in the slider as the game progressed here a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see what he does from a pitch mix standpoint, but you got to go out there and you got to attack the strike zone right away and get these guys out. Don't pussyfoot around with them. Don't give them free passes and additional base runners because all you're doing is setting yourself up for trouble. If that happens. That's the expert level analysis that you get from my guy, NWI Steve, you can follow him on Twitter for more takes like that at NWI underscore Steve. Steve, you got a pick to click for tomorrow. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, tomorrow, if he's in the lineup, be ready to roll that fucking R, Luis Robert. I love it. I was thinking the exact same thing, man. He is due to get back in this lineup. You saw a pinch hit uh, or pinch run occurrence for Luis Robert. He entered this ball game tonight. Thought there was a potential going into today's game when I didn't see him in the lineup that he may wind up on the IL. Obviously, if he was going to wind up on the IL, at least we hope, at least we hope that uh, he's – Getting close to ready to go here, Steve. Like, if they used him as a pinch runner, yeah, I would think if he, I would think if he entered into the game a as a right, if he entered into the game as a pinch runner here, and, I, and that obviously kind of got my antennas up a little bit um, watching this game in the in the eighth inning here. So, if we're at that point here, because how did he injure himself? He injured himself sliding right. into yeah. a bag. So there's risk involved there. You can't tell me that you're going to go ahead and you're going to expose him to that risk, potentially getting re-aggravating the injury the same way it happened, and then turn around tomorrow and say that he's not ready to go. That doesn't fly with me. So I want to see Montana in the lineup. There it is. I love it, Steve. I am going to go with Jose Abreu tomorrow. You have to. It's August. Got to go with August Abreu. Going to ride that one as much as I can here. Um, let's hope we're both right. Now let's get a goddamn series win against these assholes and get on that plane, go to Cleveland, and fucking beat them sons of bitches. I'm fucking tired of the bullshit. 
We talked about this earlier. You can find the clip on the YouTubes. Everybody knows how I feel about the mistake by the lake. Take care of business tomorrow. Win three out of four against the best team in the American League. And then go to Cleveland and kick them assholes in the dick. I would say that's setting the tone. I would say that that's absolutely setting the tone. I would Steve, say those are hashtag facts only. We we need we need it. We need it. Uh, Steve, I don't really have much else to say about this one. Sox fall. I'm not too upset about it. I think they've played a good series. I think we all think that because we're doing a little bit better than I think anybody thought we would. And it feels good, but there's business to take care of tomorrow and it has to get done. And I think we'll all be feeling even better about this White Sox ball club as we head down the stretch here. Steve, you got any final thoughts before we close this one down? Chalk it up. It's a baseball game against a really good team. Sometimes you get got. Happened to the Sox tonight. Turn around, win a series tomorrow. Let's go. I'm right there with you, my friend. Thanks to all the tuned in to tonight's postgame show here at Sox on Tap. Tony Marchese, follow me at Tony on Tap. Follow Steve at NWI underscore Steve on Twitter. Follow the show at Sox on Tap. Be sure you subscribe to the YouTube at on Tap Sportsnet. We'll be back here tomorrow, hopefully talking about a White Sox winner instead of a White Sox loss. That's all we've got for today. White Sox forever. White Sox for life. <laughs>